Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Whenever pornography addiction or some type of a sexual addiction affects a relationship, it obviously creates a tremendous amount of pain. And when a wife is struggling because of the impact of her husband's addiction, it can be so overwhelming and such a lonely place. And so often the feedback that I get from many women is that their husband doesn't really have any empathy or compassion for them. Anytime they try to talk about the pain, anytime they try to get support or need to have a conversation, the husband will avoid that conversation. He'll shut down. He'll withdraw. He doesn't want to ever initiate that talk. She always feels bad because she's the one who has to bring stuff up. And it can just be a really difficult situation for both people because the husband does feel bad. The husband feels awful about what he's done so often. And they just, if, if, if a couple just doesn't know how to come together and have a conversation where there is compassion and empathy, it's very, very easy to get stuck in that loop. And so today I want to share with you a couple of reasons why that's the case and two specific ways or approaches that you can take to address this so that you can increase the compassion and empathy that a husband might have in a relationship. Whether you're the husband listening to this or whether you're the wife, there's very specific things that you guys can actually do to increase the feelings of empathy and compassion because that's just such a critical part of the healing process. I first want to kind of touch on that idea that at the very basic level, in order to heal a relationship, there's just a couple of things that need to occur where there's more than a couple, but there's at the basic level in order to start to heal and create closure from the past, the need is to share the pain in a vulnerable way and then have the other person who is hearing this, the person who caused the damage to respond with empathy and compassion and care. And so at the, at the base level, that's how damage is repaired in a marriage or any, in any type of relationship when there's a, a recognition of the pain, there's compassion or validation, understanding, knowing that the pain matters to the person who caused it. So if a wife shares her pain, she needs to know that her husband cares about that. She needs to know that she's not alone in her pain and that he doesn't want to continue to cause that pain for her. The same is true when the husband gets his feelings hurt. It's him sharing how he was affected by a situation for a wife to be able to understand and respond with compassion and empathy. That's how that connection is made. And when people are coming together in that way, the relationship can actually heal from old hurts instead of continuing to bring up the past for year after year. Sometimes people get stuck in these patterns where literally for decades they have the same fights. And it's not because they don't, you know, it's not because they like having the discussion over and over again. It's just because the discussion does not lead to a resolution. And the reason why so often a resolution does not occur is because there isn't that response back from the spouse. There's not the compassion or empathy or acknowledgement, which is what leaves them in this place of feeling like they need to keep bringing it up over again. And so whenever you're having the same discussion over and over again, usually that's, the ind that's an indicator that there's something that's not been resolved yet. And so today I want to share with you these two different ways that you can start to find a resolution and truly create closure so you can move forward and leave the past behind you in a way that it feels resolved and like it's okay to move on without it having been brushed under the rug. Scenario number one, when a husband lacks empathy or compassion for his wife's pain, most of the time, it's not because he actually doesn't care. 
so often is because of his own shame gets in the way and buries him in his own pain and his mind starts to think about how bad he feels instead of how bad his wife feels. And so I'll share with you an example. I remember working with a client a long time ago. This is just, it sticks out to me so clearly where they were having a conversation in session and his wife brought this up and said, anytime I try to talk about my pain, you immediately shut the conversation down. You immediately avoid anything that has to do with me bringing up my pain. And she said, like, I'm tired of this. And she was so upset. I'm tired of you doing this. You make it about you all the time. It's not about you. And he felt, uh, he, he didn't know what to do. Because anytime they had that conversation, anytime they got stuck, he did go into his shell because he didn't know how to respond to her pain. And even more than that, not knowing how to respond to her pain, he felt so awful about himself And he felt just so bad because of the damage that he caused his wife that he couldn't bear to have these conversations with her because it made him feel so bad. So essentially, it was this sense of shame. And in session, she shared with him, this is not about you. You're always the one, you know, I'm always the one who comforts you. I come to you in need of help and your support. And then I leave having comforted you for feeling so bad about yourself. She says, I'm tired of this. I don't even understand why you keep doing this. And so we then spent some time in session talking about what is going on inside of him whenever that conversation occurs. And that's where he revealed, it's not that I don't care about her pain. I absolutely care. But anytime she brings it up, I just feel so bad about what I've done. And my attention goes into me. My attention goes to how much this hurts for me to hear this because of how much it matters to me that she's in pain. And so I said, that's such an important insight. It's not that you don't care. It's that you're just buried by how bad it feels because you know she's so impacted by this. And he said, yes, I care so much. That's why I turn away. And it doesn't seem like I care because whenever she brings up some pain and I go away, it sends her the message that I don't care. But that's not actually how I feel. I feel so bad because of what I've done because she matters to me. I said, that's important. Can you tell her that directly? And I I like to have couples talk to each other because there's more power in having vulnerable conversations with each other. So in session, what I try to do is elicit what's going on, elicit these underlying feelings that are often not expressed and facilitate a conversation between the spouses. And so he said, yeah, I can tell her. When he looks at her, he starts to tear up and says, it's not that I don't care about you, but I can see why you'd feel like that. When I turn away, it's not that I don't care. It's I care so much that I've caused you this pain that I just feel so bad about who I am and what I've done that I've just destroyed any trust that you have in me. I've broken your heart and it just kills me knowing that you're struggling because of me. And so when he said that to her, I checked in with her and said, what's it like for you to hear him say this right now? Instead of him turning away, instead of him shutting down and avoiding this conversation again, instead, he's turning to you and saying, your pain actually does matter to me very much. And I know that I don't handle it in a way that reflects that, but really underneath all of that, underneath me getting stuck in my shame, I feel for you and I care about you. When she heard him say that, that was the turning point in the sessions that we had together. 
because she was so used to him avoiding it. And the story she told herself was, he is avoiding, I don't matter, I'm all alone in this. And he did all this damage and doesn't even want to comfort me in this. There was just a continual breakdown there. And so that was such a big turning point for them because instead of him going away, he instead shared, I just feel so bad. I do care about you. I just don't know what to do in these moments. I get flooded, I get stuck, and then I shut down. And so as we spent time in session working through this, he was able to start to challenge his shame. He was able to start to work through it in a different way where he found a separation between himself and his actions because that's what happened in the past. He would think about, well, I did this action. That means I'm a bad person. And it's so overwhelming to think of yourself as a bad person that you just shut down. You avoid conversations that make you feel like that, understandably. Does it work? No, it doesn't work to help heal your relationship, but I get why that happens. So he did really, really good work in challenging his shame, breaking through it, being able to separate himself from his actions, separate his worth and his goodness or badness from his actions and see them for what they were. They were decisions. They're bad decisions. That doesn't mean he's a bad person. And that's a very maybe small nuance, but it makes a world of difference. So him being able to really acknowledge, okay, I've got some work to do. I have to change my habits, my patterns, my coping strategies, and I don't have to beat myself up all the time. I can just acknowledge I've made bad decisions and then be there for her. That was how he was able to exit that cycle. And then as a result of that, naturally the compassion and the empathy started to flow again. It's important to recognize that compassion and empathy are wired into each of us. Unless you're the small fraction of a percent of the entire population that's called like a, a, a sociopath, right? The people who literally don't have feelings. They don't have a conscience. That number of people is so, so, so small. Anybody that I've ever worked with in my entire decade of doing this work, I've never actually, as much as in the beginning, maybe a husband might think of himself in this way, as much as a wife might think of his, her husband in this way, of like a narcissist who just doesn't care, I have never, ever worked with a person who literally is a sociopath who doesn't care about how his wife feels. It's always because there's something getting in the way of his compassion. And so the more you can identify what that thing is, because compassion is a natural response to suffering. We feel compassion and empathy. That's wired into us. And so whenever that's not there, I always do the work of trying to understand that. And once you understand why it's not there, then there's solutions. Because if you don't know why it's not there and you don't know how to address it and you don't know what to do, you just get stuck in that loop. So to summarize all that, the first scenario is the thing that gets in the way of the husband's compassion is his own shame. And doing his shame work, him being able to process through that, resolve it, develop a sense of worth and confidence, being able to really plug into that and see himself differently allows him to feel the compassion for his wife that is already there that gets blocked by the shame. I just think about it like a dam. So I live in Las Vegas, the Colorado River feeds our major, you know, it's called Lake Mead. That's where everybody gets their water. And so the Colorado River, there's nothing wrong with it. It continually flows, but the dam is what blocks the river from continuing to move forward at such a fast pace, right? It siphons off the water or it pushes the water to fill up the lake. 
Compassion is the same way. The river is always active, but it gets blocked most often by shame. So the more you can identify what the shame is, have a conversation about it. And this is, again, what I would encourage you to do as you're listening. Have a conversation about outside of the moment. You can say, hey, I recognize that whenever we try to talk about this really difficult thing, I notice that you shut down. I notice that you avoid these conversations. Can you help me understand how do you feel when I bring up my pain? A wife might have that conversation with her husband. Or if you're the husband listening to this, I would encourage you to initiate a conversation with her and say, hey, as I reflect on the conversations that we have where you tell me about your pain and I don't do very well, I shut down and avoid, I want to let you know about what's actually happening on the inside for me. I want to let you know how I'm actually feeling. And then he can describe to her, this is where I go. This is how I hear this. This is the way that I talk to myself. And as I beat myself up, this is how I feel. It's not that I don't care about you, but I just notice this gets in the way of me being there for you. I just feel so bad about me. Once you acknowledge that, then the work begins to just start to reprocess that. Again, doing the shame work, doing the self-worth work, breaking those links is how you can then break the dam down so that the compassion and empathy will flow from him to her effortlessly because it's already there. We're just removing the thing that gets in the way. Scenario number two. One of the more common scenarios outside of the shame part of it, like we just talked about, a very common scenario that is another blockage to the compassion and empathy is the husband's own resentment and anger that he might have towards her. And I know we're talking about it in the context of the husband being upset or the husband's blocks, but it's the same for the wife, right? If a wife feels resentment and anger and unresolved hurt towards her husband, the chances of her being really compassionate and empathetic go way, way down because those are blocks for her too. It's the block for either person. And so when you're working in a situation where there's a lot of resentment and a lot of anger and the wall is there, right? You just feel hardened to your spouse. It's so, so helpful. The thing that I've found to be really, really effective for people is when they can start to deal with what's causing the resentment, when they can start to have conversations with each other in a different way that actually addresses why the resentment's there. Because knowing what resentment is, resentment is a mixture of anger and hurt. And so when there's anger and hurt there, we have this wall that goes up. And so often it's because people feel like they might not be getting their needs met. They feel like they're not important. They feel like the things that they're saying don't matter. And you get stuck in that loop for a long time and you cycle in that way in your relationship. It gets very overwhelming and it's so hard to get out of that. And what I find is that most couples don't unless they deal with why they feel the resentment. And so how you can do this is start to understand where does this come from? Start to reflect on if you're the husband listening to this and or the wife, it's either one, if you're feeling resentment, it's very, very helpful to reflect on why you feel that way. I can't tell you how many different ways that people feel resentment. I was working with somebody just earlier today where the wife felt resentment for her husband because she was living in a relationship with him where her needs didn't matter to him. She felt like her opinion didn't matter. She felt like her needs didn't matter. Anytime they talked about something that was important to her, he would shut down and avoid and disconnect from her. They lived in that pattern for a long, long time. And as a result of that, this wall built up for her, which caused their 
to be this disconnect between them and the resentment fueled most of their conversations. That was the undertone of their conversations. And so living in a relationship where there's resentment doesn't feel good for either person. And so as we were working on this together and helping her process this differently, she was able to share how she felt underneath the resentment. It was hurt. It was sadness. It was a longing to matter to her husband. And as he had been doing this work, you know, previously over the last couple of months, he was able to change how he operated in the relationship and saw her more clearly for who she was. And he was able to work through his own blocks, work through his own selfishness in a way that opened up a space for her to enter where he could be there for her in a new way. Instead of being selfish and stuck in the addiction cycle, he started to turn to her and include her and her needs became more of a priority. And so as they started to have these conversations and she shared, I just haven't felt like I've mattered to you and that really hurts me. And then that hurt turns into anger and that's what you see on the surface. You see me nitpicking you all the time. You see me seemingly pick a fight with you all the time or point out all the things that you're doing wrong. It's not because I think that you're a failure as a husband because I don't, which by the way is how he felt. He felt like because she was always nitpicking and always upset and finding the thing that was wrong, if he felt like a total failure. And so she said, that's not how I see you. The reason why I keep bringing all this stuff up is because I just feel so much resentment, which I'm now understanding is all this hurt that I haven't felt like I've mattered to you for so long. I just want to know that my needs do matter to you. I want to know that I am important to you. And as she shared this with her husband in this vulnerable type of a way, he heard her differently. Instead of being met with this wall of anger and resentment, he saw her for what she, who she was and was able to soften and was able to then be there for her differently. So that was her sharing her resentment, which is, again, so helpful and important because it's not just the husband who struggles with this. Both people struggle with this. And so that was one example of how resentment can build, just not feeling like your needs matter. Another example, maybe on the husband's side, Again, there's many different areas in which somebody would feel resentment. Sometimes a husband feels like he's not a priority for his wife or that the kids take precedence over the husband and spending time with the, with her husband doesn't really matter to her and she'd rather be with her friends. She'd rather be with the kids. And if he feels like his needs are at the you know number five on the list, that's painful for him. He feels like that Maybe he's not very important to her, kind of like how the wife felt in that previous example. And so in those moments, that wall will be built up or maybe their sexual relationship isn't where he wants it to be or hopes it would be in in a way that is connecting, in a way that's loving, in a way that they can come together to build the relationship. Let's say she's so hurt by the, the pain of the past. There is no trust there. She's not ready to be intimate with him yet. If he feels like I'm doing everything I possibly can, I'm trying, I'm changing, I'm being different. And if it still feels like they're stuck, sometimes that's another source of the the resentment that happens. And so however this resentment has formed, it's there for a reason. And all we want to do is understand it to then work with it. Because if we don't have an understanding about why it's there, it's impossible to make changes. And so step number one is to identify why is the resentment there? Number two is now that I know where it comes from, I want to start to work with this now. I want to start to change the pattern that's created this. 
I want to start to have new conversations with each other. And how you can do that is by opening up on a more emotionally vulnerable level to let your spouse know this is where I'm stuck. I feel like I'm doing everything I possibly can and it's not really making a difference in the marriage. And it hurts because it feels like no matter what I do, I'm not creating safety. My efforts are not really translating into you feeling better. And I just feel like I'm burning out. I'm happy to keep working. I care about a relationship. You you deserve to have a relationship where I'm present. And despite my best efforts, it feels like there's still this wall between us. And as a result of that, as a result of not feeling like my needs matter to you, this resentment's building up. So I want to figure out how do we approach this? Am I missing the mark? Are there things that you need that I might not be doing? However you then have a conversation around that, I think that's the template. You identify what the resentment's about. You then know that having a conversation about that to find a new solution, find a new way to relate to each other and ultimately opens up the door to get your needs met so the resentment goes away. I think it's through understanding, through conversation, through vulnerability. And once you put all those things together, you can actually start to take meaningful steps to release the resentment which again is like that dam that blocks the compassion and the empathy. Once that's gone, the empathy is there. It's already there. It's just being stifled or it's being blocked because of the resentment that's in the way. And so wherever you are in your relationship, I would encourage you to think about, are you having the kinds of interactions that you hope to be having? If you're in pain, are you getting compassion and empathy and understanding back? And if the answer is no, I hope that these couple of different scenarios can provide some clarity as to maybe why that's the case. And so knowing that there is a way for this empathy and compassion to be there, we just need to understand why it's not there. Why is the block? What's, you know, what's driving this block there? What's keeping it in place? I would encourage you as you reflect on where you are in your relationship to have those conversations with each other. Spend some time thinking about why the compassion might not be there which then allows you to take steps towards removing the blocks so that you can have these healing conversations with each other that allow you to move forward, feeling closure, feeling like you're making progress together, which ultimately is how the relationship becomes stronger and stronger and more connected. So I know this is not an easy task, but this is something I found to be tremendously helpful. And I encourage you as you have these talks over the next week, hopefully that you can start to take some meaningful steps to create some change in your relationship so you can actually feel more and more connected together. 